Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Healthcare professionals called unvaccinated mm, unvaccinated people are coming in and another mm, unvaccinated patient is coming in. This is a behavior of nurses and professionals that was disgusting to me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of The Last Days. Uh, we've got a very serious show for you today. I'm going to be dealing with some stuff that I feel I have to deal with. Um, my father's Bible today, is anything wrong? Okay. <laughs> the key looks wrong, he says. All right. I'll just ignore all that. You guys can run around doing what you need to do. Um so we're going to be talking about true healing from the power of the living God. The source of all true and pure healing is the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, as we begin today, if you believe in the power of the blood of Jesus, I would ask that you would say a prayer to cover me, to cover my family, uh, to eliminate all hexes, all um, witches' brews uh, over me, over my family, over my ministry, over everyone connected with me, that you would plead the blood of Jesus, literally, that it would be covered and covering everything that I'm about to talk to you about today, and uh, that that the Lord would give me wisdom and discernment in order to speak to you today. I found a verse in dealing with healing today, um, my father's Bible, Psalms 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them, and he delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word and healed them. Healing does not come by any man. And while uh, we can say that some of the new age ways of um, touch therapy, you know, there's a lot of power. We we have strength in the love that uh, that we have for people, and, and the Lord made us to be human beings that um, we can bless one another by laying hands on each other, by praying the prayer of faith, by, uh, you know, greeting one another with a holy kiss. And I do stress the holy kiss, <laughs> um, that, that God is a God of wanting us to be together. And of course, we've seen in this last three years that it's been all about social distancing. And uh, I haven't followed any of that and guess what? I'm still here. So are you. So I want to deal with a group called Ezra Healing, and that is headed by Svetlana, who goes by Dalalama. I don't know whether she gave herself that name or what, but I did ask her. I haven't gotten a firm word on that. Um, we want to ask for healing in our land. We have a very serious time. We have the literal Luciferians attacking us. They are invading every part of our lives. So we can't mess around. We can't play at life. We can't pretend things, and we can't let our egos and our pursuits of worldly wealth or, you know, being noticed, we can't let any of that take precedence over honoring the one true living God. And we cannot let false religions, the New Age movement, Reiki, um, any kind of hypnotism, any sort of spiritual healing that does not come 
from the Father, God, Almighty, Yahweh. We don't accept anything else but that. And we can't play with it. We can't mess with it. So uh, many months ago, I interviewed Svetlana, and we spoke on the new Ezra Wellness, the Ezra Group that she was forming as a nurse, having been fired for not taking the job. And um, we uh, honored that mission, and especially because Ezra was being used. Ezra is a biblical name. Um, it, it has all kinds of biblical implications. Uh, spattered throughout the writings and the little write-ups in Ezra, you would find um, all kinds of things about the Lord and about God, um, using scriptures and all of that. So over the months, um, I began hearing of different things, uh, sexual allegations against uh, people in the group. And um, with that, uh, I'm busy, so I'd, I didn't have a lot of time for it. Um, I heard of things going on. I ignored it uh, mostly. And you know, a lot of accusations can get made. Things are hurled around. Things can get hurled at me. I always hope and pray that uh, people that know me and love me, honor my ministry, would understand that there's integrity and character. And so when accusations get hurled around about others, um, I'm very slow to act or, you know, do anything about that. It's uh, largely not my concern. And, uh, you know, I go onward about what God has for me. So over the course of time, I have had people give me information on the sexual um, in, inappropriate things that have happened with respect to the leadership of Ezra um, healing. And that is sort of a sideline to what brought me to the place where I feel that I now have to speak and I have to share that witches, New Age, uh, Reiki, um, all kinds of Star World and mentions of, you know, uh, gods that have no power <laughs> uh, are, are who the people that are liaisoning with Svetlana, uh, that is what's being propagated in the Ezra group. Um, it wouldn't be a concern to me except that I uh, was forwarded a poster by Svetlana and I asked her why she had so many New Age symbols in it. Uh, this poster was clearly, and I'm, I'm not going to share it because I'm not going to give any, you know, I'm not, I'm going, not going to promote anything that they're doing. And I asked her why the New Age symbols, and basically she didn't even know that they were, and she has no understanding of all of that. So I tried to explain it to her. Um, at first, I have to say, it did appear that she said she, she told me, you know, I, I want to know what you're talking about, I want to hear what you're saying. Well, that quickly went down when I basically called out what was being put forward. And I said, you're calling yourself a Christian organization. You have a Christian name. You're telling people basically, you know, um, you know, putting God with a capital G into many of your writings. 
and yet you are bringing and inviting uh, people that are witches, practicing witchcraft onto your onto your um, platforms, and they can be then influencers of others. And when there are vulnerable people that are literally looking for healing from vaccine injury, uh, people that are looking from, for healing from long COVID, people that need healing because um, and help because their doctors and nurses basically won't treat the unvaccinated, which is, which is happening. Um, this has become a place that is, you know, purporting to be the place where you come for healing. We are healing people, she says. And, and then you can find long sort of stories of people that they've helped and they're healing them, which a, a lot of it is just kindness. Uh, they, and nobody's against that being kind, making sure that you're reaching out to your fellow man. We should certainly all be doing that. But there are a lot of group, groups doing that. So the problem became when I expressed to Svetlana that she is entertaining demonic forces. She's allowing and inviting demonic forces onto her platform. At that point, uh, she was none to... Um, uh, <laughs> she wasn't receiving that at all and uh, said that I was lacking in love and that my problem was that I was not loving. And I said, well, that's very far from the truth. You can love people, but you cannot support demonic associations and putting it forward like this is a way to receive healing. You have vulnerable people that are coming to you for some, some help. Um, I'd like to show some things going on in the world and I'd like to play a really, you know, um, I think it's a, a picture and it's a video that shows what we're up against in this world. So we can't really play. We can't play with these entities that are not of God. We can't invite them into our world and then make it seem like it's not important. And apparently, numerous people have tried to deal with Svetlana on this and she is unwilling, she's unteachable and she will not hear it. Uh, she does, she has said that she's practicing Reiki. She, uh, another person has put forward in her field that she's into Christ consciousness, which is more of a yoga Buddhist thing. That is not Jesus. Christ consciousness is not Christianity. And, um, and so let's play this video of what's going on in the world to give us a little sample of why we can't mess around. So this is basically the um, Grammys, Grammys host satanic worship <laughs> that is going on at the Grammys. And at the end of this satanic sick performance, it was sponsored by Pfizer. Is that right? I mean, if that doesn't say it all, like the, at the end of it, it says sponsored by Pfizer. Uh, what is that? We have had Luciferians literally come onto our planet and, uh, you know, the, the demonic forces were 
were knocked out of heaven. They were put onto this earth, and we now have a choice of whether we will serve Satan or serve God. And the line between good and evil, black and white, is getting very, very clear. In spite of that, and in spite of my admonition to Svetlana that we can't play with stuff like this, the whole world is going Luciferian. They, they are out with it. It's in the open. She has refused to listen. She sides and sent her, her witches, basically, to begin sending uh, curses against me. And so they said, because I am unwilling to basically bend to their way of thinking, that, uh, that there will be consequences in my life. So I have covered myself. I've had my prayer warriors cover all of us because I do think that curses um, and, and witches' uh, nonsense can bring harm to those that are not protected by the blood of Jesus. But for me, I claim... I claim the blood of Jesus as according to Psalms 91, where uh, we are protected under the shadow of his wing. I also want to bring attention to Psalms 101 today, uh, which was playing in my ear early this morning. Psalms 101, uh, basically, is outlining um, God's. He says, I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me the one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land, and I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. So I have prayed that uh, over my life, that I will stand before God, um, certainly as a human being full of, um, you know, failings, but covered by the blood of Jesus daily. Every day I ask God to forgive me of my sins and I walk in my integrity and in purity before God. Um, during the course where I have had now, I have gone public on the, um, the Ezra healing social media platforms during the time that I have done that, I have had numerous private messages saying there have been attempts to bring uh, financial uh, understanding about what's going on there. There is no accountability. And several people have brought this organization, uh, you know, w brought up questions to them. And Svetlana seems to, what they call, they say she you know, diverts the same way that Trudeau does. That's the, their comments. Um, there seems to be no credibility, no godly authority, and no Christian perspective that is honored to be only unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They have slandered Action for Canada and Tanya Gaw, and I will tell you that she is an honorable woman, and that that organization 
adheres to the principles of God, that she is not deserving to be slandered at all. And in my exchanges, one of the most concerning things that I found with Svetlana, personally on text, uh, what I found was she seems to fight as if we are 15 years old. At one point, she's saying, let's go, Laura Lynn, let's go. You know, you want to meet up in person, let's go. I, I don't know if she's like challenging me to um, a fist fight, a, a backyard alley fight. I don't know. I know I'm taller than her. I think I can take her physically, but uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I'm not interested in it. The other thing, and I think truly the most shocking thing was her use of sexual, um, sexual words to come against me. Now, I can't say too much about this because, honestly, I cannot even read out loud what she's writing to me. Basically, saying the kinds of things that a drunk 18-year-old might say, not a grown woman trying to lead a Christian organization in healing the nation. Her blatant attacks and her witches that are now saying there will be consequences to me in the name of their stardust and their gods, pagan gods that they name, which I will give no voice to. Um, this group, Ezra Healing, I'm so sorry if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have found any source of comfort there. Um, I believe either if you have a discernment in your spirit, you need to vacate immediately, have nothing to do, have nothing to do with the evil works of darkness, nothing at all to do with that. Um, I sent scriptures that absolutely outlined scriptures that can be found um, in... 2 Timothy 3, verse 5, that they are having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. And there is a spirit, and I'm going to call it out, of sexual perversion within Ezra healing. It's literal sexual perversion. I have had texts from people that know of the sexual deviant acts that have occurred and the relationships, the promiscuousness, and there is a Jezebel spirit there, a Jezebel spirit. Um, it can all be proven. So I don't say it lightly, and I don't say it because I want to. But diverse lusts, that is happening. They are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Also, 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached 
or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received or a different gospel from the one that you have accepted, you put up with them easily enough. This was Paul um, bringing admonition and correction to the church not to receive anything else but the gospel and the true gospel of Jesus Christ. No Christ consciousness for us. The time is too serious. I also want to read out to you Romans 1, and these were shared with them. I did not attack personally uh, their um, bizarre um, words back to me, except to say that these are witches, and the witches that came against me called our Christian fable, uh, Christian religion a fable, they called our Christian ways uh, that we were caught up in, in um, you know, all kinds of make-believe. And when they do this, they are aligning with Satan himself. They are aligning with everything but the true and pure word of God. They do not call Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. And if they do, they have a melted, you know, in a a watered-down version of it. So Romans 1.18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and the wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what, what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse to know the Lord, basically. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. I'm going to go down to the bottom here. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they would do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil, they disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, and no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, yet they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So I tried to let Svetlana know privately that she was consorting with demonic forces and witches. She was unwilling to accept that. 
It is all through the Ezra healing groups. I don't believe any Christian can have anything to do with this. I also know that there are other groups now set up that are welcoming those who believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who operate under the blood of Jesus, and who do not want any part, have nothing to do with those who operate in witchcraft. They are powerless. They have no authority. They cannot touch the people of God. They are spewing idle threats, and they are hurting the people of God because this is being presented as a Christian group. Svetlana has wrongfully and deceptively presented herself as one who adheres to the Lord Jesus Christ, but she does not because her actions speak for themselves. I am putting this out there because in the movement that has happened, the Ezra Healing uh, Group has been promoted by myself early on, and I withdraw that. Every video I have ever made will, will be withdrawn. I will not participate in anything in which Ezra Healing, in the form it is now, under the leadership it is now, I will not participate in anything that they are involved in. I believe they need accountability financially, accountability for their actions, and they cannot give any. And those that have been within the group asking uh, for that accountability have had no answers, very base answers, simple, you know, explanations that mean nothing. So at this point, I, um, I have come to you. I cover myself with the blood of Jesus, and this very serious day has come because I believe that there is deception, and I cannot be part of it. And at this epic hour in Canada, we cannot afford to be divided. Black and white are very easy to see. It's the gray areas that are brought in by those who are deceived that if we accept them, we will hurt ourselves. And that is not healing. Healing is by the power and in the name of Jesus Christ. Doing good acts and making people feel good by delivering groceries and, and helping people by a kind ear, that's a wonderful thing. And also there are groups out there that support Reiki and they support New Age and all of that. I have no problem with them. I have a problem with the deception that has been launched by those who claim to be operating under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and they are deceptive, lying deceivers in our community, and I will have no part of it, and I will not be silent as it is done. And so I will now leave that topic, and I hope that you have been warned and that you will do what's right. For any of you that have been part of these groups and you would like to join another group that is God-fearing and honors the Lord Jesus, um, I want you to contact me, Laura Lynn Live at protonmail.com. I don't know if we have a graphic that you could put up there, JT. Laura Lynn Live at protonmail.com. And I will get you in touch with 
the people that are wanting to do this. I have to say that I have wrestled greatly with if I needed to go as public as this. And after everything that I've seen, um, the witches that have sent their, uh, their ramblings, the ramblings of a crazy person is literally what has been sent against me to defend Svetlana. Um, if somebody wanted to bring a response or rebuttal to me, uh, and they were a person of God, and they weren't serving stardust, um, and they were serving Jesus Christ, then we could have a good conversation. But when Svetlana hurls sexual texts at me, um, hurls accusations that are uh, ridiculous, and actually, it's like she was talking about, you know, me acting like a 15-year-old or, you know, an immature person when, in fact, her texts were that. It was, it was a bizarre encounter. I gave her the word of God. I gave her godly advice. And I have put that forward on the Ezra chat lines. And she removed me from those chat lines, and I removed myself from some. And we now let God be the judge between what is right and holy and what is evil, false, and an abomination to him. All right, enough said. So that was my interesting weekend, and um, thank you. Felt that I needed to deal with that. I would like to invite, of course, we've been through a lot this last three years, and there have been people that have come out as true heroes and have had to stand in the gap. And uh, one of those people <clears throat> is uh, Pastor, Pastor Derek Reimer, and he's the founder of Mission 7 Ministries, and they have got a street outreach where they have fed and clothed the homeless. And there has been all kinds of problems. It doesn't seem that our government wants um, anybody to be helping those that are in need. So Pastor Derek Reimer, thank you for uh, staying on the line and thank you for joining us today. I wonder if you could sort of fill us in. I don't in. think his audio is there. Uh, we might not have your audio quite yet if you put yourself on mute, but um, let's see. Is your audio working, Derek? We can't hear you yet. Oh, no. We had this problem at the beginning. Was it uh, re-logging back in? Okay, logging back in. Well, uh, some interesting things have happened. Um, Turkey is left devastated by a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. Uh, you're probably following this video. This is a video compilation. Um, just devastating. Um, I don't know like how many people are in that building that just literally collapsed and fell. Absolutely devastating. Apparently, they're saying thousands dead. Uh, I saw a video that uh, a, a woman literally gave birth. She's under the rubble. She gave birth to the baby, and um, a rescue worker is holding this brand-new-born little baby and running with it while the mom is still trapped under the rubble. So, 
it's uh, really devastating. So this went across to where Syria as well. So we just pray for these people that God will intervene. Yeah, very, very tragic. Very bad. Of course, oh, really? A little girl? Okay. They're going to pull a, a, like a small child. So, you know, the Bible tells us that in the last days there will be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, floods and famines, and uh, we're certainly seeing that. This is absolutely devastating. Uh, I don't know how a country recovers. Imagine if suddenly your entire neighborhood looks like this. I mean, it appears that it would be a long time to rebuild all of that and imagine the devastation. Can we go tight on that? Just unbelievable. Look at that. Chaos. So um, that can happen anywhere in the world, really. And we just pray for them, that God will help them. All right, Dr. Re uh, Pastor Reimer, I hope that you're there. <laughs> Yay, we have audio. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming and thanks for being here. And thank you also for serving uh, the good city of Vancouver and trying so hard. Um, what's that? Oh, Calgary, sorry, yes. Um, even as uh, your... You know, brother over there, Pastor Art uh, Pavlovsky, mm -hmm. has also uh, encountered extreme difficulties with the powers that be there. They don't seem to want you guys to help the homeless. Yeah. You know, it's just problem after problem. I just want to jump in because uh, it was kind of like the era of serving Vancouver. But we do that as well. We go to East Hastings and we serve the homeless there. We do quarterly trips. That's back on. But um yeah, with Calgary, you know, I've been doing ministry now for about seven years, and we haven't had too many problems until the pandemic and the moving out of that. It's just been one thing after another. There's just been uh, fines. There's been tickets. There's been threats of tickets up to $10,000, you know, summons to court. Now they're just going to serve us with accumulation of uh, offenses at the end of every month, and they're just going to ticket us every outreach that we do now moving forward. You know, I even talked to Pastor Art about this and what he's been through and he's gone through this before. And, you know, he's right when he talks about it too. They come after me, they'll come after you. So there's nothing new here. They're doing the exact same thing that, to me that they have done to him. Well, it's, it's really quite shocking. Um, you'd think that the government would value human lives and especially the ones that they're not adequately taking care of because uh, what you do really fills in a gap of what's needed in the community. You have found a need and you're doing exactly what God has called you to do and yet the persecution from the government never stops. Yeah, exactly. You would think that they would celebrate that um, that we're feeding them, that we're praying for them, that we're looking out for them, because some of these guys, they rely on, you know, Mission 7. They tell us that. They rely on street church. They rely on um, other street ministries uh, across Calgary. And we're, we're happy to be out there. And we're not going to move from our post and our position, our God-given calling. It doesn't matter what kind of threats they come with or fines or imprisonments, tickets, and, and so forth. 
Uh, you know, like when we read in the, the book of Acts, the apostles, the same thing happened. Uh, the Pharisees came at them, threatening them with all kinds of stuff, and they didn't stop. They just rejoiced that they were kind of worthy to suffer for Jesus' namesake. So we just have the same conduct and the same demeanor, uh, an outlook towards these trials and tribulations that are promised us. For those that want to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So, you know what, it's, it's, no, um, it's no surprise and, and no secret. You know, we know this is going to happen. You know, my husband had a, a point about all of this, and he said he wonders if you're actually, what you do is kind of an embarrassment to the government because they're so inept at caring for the people of Canada in every single way that, you know, when you come along and you're kind of um, taking care of things, uh, it, you know, it shames them. And so that's why they're trying to get these $10,000 tickets put on you. Uh, and you've got a summons to court, right? February 28th. That's right. Yeah. So that's coming up quickly. And you know what? We're not going to go in quietly. You know, a brother in Christ, he's going to be uh, spearheading a rally in front. And I actually encouraged him as well. Like, let's feed the homeless right at the steps of the courthouse. Like, we are not ashamed of what we're doing. We're not ashamed of the call of God in our lives. And if this is wrong or guilty in their eyes, then, you know, then I'm guilty for doing my Christian calling. But we're going to do it on Stephen Avenue and 2nd Street. And uh, we're going to bring that right to the courthouse steps on February 28th. And we're looking forward to it. So I understand that uh, you put together Jesus is the vaccine t-shirts. And that was a problem. What's the problem with that? <laughs> yeah. So in my spare time, I make these shirts and I sell them uh, for the ministry. So I've made a few yeah, exactly. Jesus is the vaccine. Jesus saves masks. Don't uh, fear God, not COVID. You can find these shirts on uh, the Mission 7 website. And, uh, you know, the charity that I was with, they weren't in support of this. They have different ideas. They had different outlooks and views. And uh, there was some static and there was some button heads. And uh, inevitably what happened was that I just lost my charitable status over my my views of the vaccine and preaching about it and speaking on it and if anybody had questions i wasn't going to um shy away from that topic and it's really disappointing these days now like you they, they politicize everything where you can't talk about abortions you can't talk about the dry queen shows you know you can't talk about the pandemic otherwise you know the charitable status is compromised and could be lost this golden idol that so many ministries unfortunately kind of bow down to and they're muzzled and they're silenced over this threat of losing it. So, but we won't, we're gonna continue on. Uh, God's got a plan for this ministry and we're we're working forward and working on getting on board with another charitable uh, organization. So we'll see what happens. And we're just trusting the Lord in this and just following our convictions, not allowing the government or anybody else to dictate what we say or what we do, but only the Lord. Right, and it really might come down to that and it, you know, where charitable status is lost or whatever, but we have to actually be a people that are giving in order to help the good work of God. And you are on the front lines. And I appreciate also that, uh, you know, you talked about the drag queen shows. I mean, this is becoming, this is, you know, pedophiles being released literally amongst us and the, the, the basic population being so silent on it. And you're not willing to be silent on that. That's right. This is another uh, just conviction and passion I have and call of the Lord, I believe, on my life where now I've been starting to help organize uh, drag queen protests, these all-age drag queen shows that are permeating our city. They're very frequent. They're, you know, I, I looked up the schedule. They're happening weekly, but with the children, it's two or three times a month. And it's just it's disgusting. It's outrageous. It's egregious. And 
I, I'm going to stand against that. I'm going to go there and preach the gospel. I'm going to go and expose the evil. You know, like um, Ephesians 5.11 says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So I'm going there to expose. I'm going there to rebuke. I'm going there to stand against it. And I'm going there to preach the gospel to them that they can also be saved if they turn from their sins and they repent. And this week coming up at the Olympic Plaza, Calgary is putting on, like for the winter festival, our entertainment, our drag queens skating around the rink. It's just completely ridiculous of how these cities are getting behind this and trying to normalize this uh, to uh, yeah, everybody and then the children as well. So we're going to be coming against that this weekend coming up. Uh, so be praying for us as that's wow. a battleground. We will be praying for you. And I just thank you for standing in that. You know, we have entered into such a warfare against satanic cults, Luciferians, uh, those that are sexual deviants and want to infiltrate, come against our children and our communities. And there are very few, I'm telling you everybody at home, you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're in total agreement with us. The way that we can be on the same, um, you know, the same plan together in God's army is to show up, is to support people like uh, Pastor Derek out on the streets doing that. Um, do you do you want more people to show up in Calgary? Yeah, absolutely. I encourage people to uh, to stand with us with both with feeding the hungry. If you believe like that's your call, you want to get out there. You know, Matthew twenty five talks about it. Like if they're hungry, give them something to eat. Thirsty, you know, something to drink. Clothing, they're sick in prison like we visit them we take care of them right we know the scriptures christian so let's get out and do it there's opportunities not in just calgary but in in every city i believe there's got to be people on the streets let's tap in let's serve in our churches also if we're against like these uh, homosexual movement these drag queen shows that you know their sexualization of the children let's let our voices be heard and, and come out in masses and come out in numbers you know and Bring your signs and bring your megaphones that this is not okay. We got to do something. Like it's time to wake up the church and like, guys, okay, we got to pray. I understand that it's pray, but kind of like faith without works is dead. Like faith without any actions is dead. So, okay, let's pray, but let's go out and let's do something now. We got to make a motion. We got to make a move. We got to step out and and uh, make a move, like I said. And I'm just really trying to stir this up in Christians, guys. It's, we can't just sit back any longer in our couches and just watching tv and, and being distracted with that like oh it's not affecting me it, it's affecting the whole world right now with this movement this perversion and enough is enough 100 percent. wow you are quite a preacher and i bet you do a little bit of that here and there um i love your passion i love your stand for what is true and righteous and there is beginning Tell me something, uh, final question before I let you go, uh, Pastor Derek, but are you seeing a rise in basically the fight? Are you seeing the awakening where the scales are falling off of our eyes, where, where Christians and non-Christians are truly acknowledging pure evil and are beginning to say, we need adequate weapons of warfare, spiritual warfare, to fight this are you seeing a rise in this you know what i'm seeing is that i'm trying to build bridges with with some of the freedom fighters here in calgary and they're not all 
Holy Spirit-filled Christians, but I want to use their conviction of the sexualization of children, and we yes. band together for, for those reasons. But I think that they're starting to see, too, when, you know, the homosexuals, they start enclosing and circling around us and police barricades. I think they're starting to realize, like you said, the scales falling from their eyes, like, wow, it's either on, like, Jesus' side or on their side. It's getting so polarized. It's getting so uh, evident. Clear. So I'm really it's happy clear. that it's speaking to them as well and that the gospel is being preached not just to the homosexuals and the drag queens, but even some of the freedom fighters that are kind of on the fence, you know, kind of know about Christ and maybe go to a church, but they're just not quite sold out. I love those people too. And yes. again, we build those bridges on those convictions to come against this wickedness in our city. Yes. And, and that's what we've seen here in Vancouver is many of the freedom fighters have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior, and it has made a world of difference. And so we do stand as loving soldiers. Thank you for what you're doing to for, for, for those that are hungry, for the homeless, and as well as standing up for the kids and the communities uh, that we love so much here in Canada. God bless you in your journey, and I hope that... Uh, will be covering you in prayer for your court date that uh, the Lord will be with you. Okay. Thanks for having me. I'll be praying for you too, Laura. God bless. Thank you. Thanks. God bless. Wonderful. Uh, these are the people making a difference, standing up against the darkness. Um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The, the prayers of the righteous are effectual. They're effectual. You want to be an effectual person on this planet? Pray in the name of Jesus, and we must increase our prayers. And uh, I have seen that in this last year, um, and, and with so many people praying for me as well, I'm very grateful to have been covered in all of that this last year, but we all need that. Get your prayer warriors, get your intercessors together, and cover each other because this is dark. Everything that we're facing is dark. Now, we need to say goodbye to YouTube at this time. I'm going to ask you to go in the description is a link to go over to Rumble where you can watch us. We're going to now speak with Gabriella. She is a terminated nurse from British Columbia, and uh, we want to get her full story and not be worried about censorship. So we're going to head over uh, to that to that platform. Join us there quickly um, if you can see the description in the in the YouTube chat lines, it's there, then uh, be sure to head on over. All right, and I'm going to now welcome uh, Gabriella. She is one of the heroes, absolute heroes in British Columbia who has stood strong, and I appreciate so much the price that many have had to pay, and um, you have paid with your income and your careers for standing up and doing what is right, refusing to take the vaccine. Gabriella, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's actually such a blessing to talk to you. Um, I first time when I saw you, that was like, I think one of the first protests in Vancouver and I yelled at you and I said, Laura Lynn, I love you. <laughs> and you just turned back and you said, I love you too. And I'm like, yes, we can do this, right? 
Um, anyways, thank you so much for having me and uh, oh. you know having this. Opportunity you know, I talk. I remember that. Now that you're saying that, uh, that's <laughs> just uh, incredible. So you're the person. <laughs> that's so nice. Um, and and I've been blessed by so many that are standing together in this great country from. From coast to coast, actually, I have seen some tremendous heroes and many people in the same shoes that you have been. Uh, what Can you give us a little bit of your story and what happened with your situation? Yes, absolutely. So I've been a nurse um, in Canada for 18 years. And the last 10 years, I've been really, truly trained to be an ICU nurse. So the top of the top, really. They... Um, put money in my education. I put a lot of time in it as well. And I was a great nurse and I loved it. I became a nurse when I was 18 back in uh, Czechoslovakia or Slovakia these days. And um, it was a calling for me. It was a true calling for me. It wasn't a job, it was a calling. And that part of the nursing is gone, unfortunately. It's a career now, it's a more a professional career that we all, treasure and people tell me that good for you you are a nurse but i'm like is it is it you have no idea what nursing is um so that being said with the flu vaccine and you know the mask or vaccine policy which happened just around 2011 i already could tell my spidey senses were up i'm like oh this is just something is coming and certainly um COVID came in and we've been uh, punished a little bit more. I never worried that I'm going to compromise my values. I always stood by my values and beliefs. Uh, my manager on my last day of work told me that your life is going to be disturbed so much. Like, think about it. Think about what you're doing. And I told her, if I do what you ask me to do, my life will be ruined because I will compromise my values, beliefs, what I believe in. And the God that I believe in will be perhaps not disappointed, but he will definitely tell me you, you could have done better. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. It's been fear and manipulation, actually, that has compelled people, Gabriella, uh, to to take the jab. And you were you were unwilling to cave into that fear. And it is fear that continues uh, to come against people every time they put on some you know news broadcast about the next thing and the next reason that you should do it. And your boss, really, what he did was he came against you with a complete spirit of fear, and you were able to stand against that and say, "I'm not going to do it." What's very hard is that many were not able to do that, and so there has been actually a real repentance coming over Canada for those that said. They literally did this out of fear. You know, the nightly news, uh, the medical doctors, the authorities that not operating under any truth at all, as we found out. Because even Bill Gates himself now has said that, you know, well, as we look back, this was more like a flu, really, that affected the elderly. That's what they're now saying. And then all of these, this information that's coming in about the harms of the vaccines, uh, the, you know... Uh, reproductive issues that are now happening, um, all, all of this, 
just, you know, fear is what compelled people to do it. And you were able to stand. And do you, do you attribute that to having the Lord in your life? Oh, 100%. 100, 100%. I also was blessed to be the husband who is like-minded. He was also, well, he lost his job as a firefighter wow. um, in Richmond, but his union was able to fight back and um, he got his job back. So we somehow survived having three kids, mortgage surviving. Um, we did it. Like if my friends told me that we could have afforded because we were at the better financial situation, I don't buy it. It says it has nothing to do with money. Uh, it has a lot to do with um, who you are as a person and how much yes. are you willing to compromise. Yes. And I'm not willing to compromise. I'm ready to, and I know it sounds cheesy, but I'm ready to die. Like I'm not afraid. That's not my fear. My fear is dying and having a guilt that I didn't do something that I should have done, that I didn't stand up for something that I believed. Uh, out of fear, out of losing money. Like, what is money? Nothing, yes. nothing at all. Yes. So um, that part was easy and difficult. But, you know, having three kids, having not, uh, your life is upside down, obviously. But I have to say, silver lining, I would have not changed a thing. I actually am blessed for challenges in my life. I'm blessed for God showing me the way. Yes. I'm blessed to be able to walk on that pathway. And hopefully when, I, when my time comes, that I'll be, I have no regrets. I did it. And you also know, that I you might I have vindication. Vindication even on this planet. You yeah. know, um, Gabrielle, I wanted to show you a CTV news clip about the shortage that they're now having uh, with nurses and, and what's happening. Let me... Let me play this. Among the 160 people attending this meeting are veteran emergency nurses, ICU nurses, PSWs, and other critical health care workers. Yet despite a dire staffing shortage across Ontario, none, not one, can get a job. They say there were 66 short staff on the weekend. 66, and here we are readily available. Despite working through the early pandemic, they were fired, most of them a year or more ago, for choosing not to get two COVID vaccines. Yet most provinces and territories, along with Ontario, dropped vaccine mandates a year ago. They have served their purpose to protect us, uh, and as any public health measure, they have to be removed in a timely manner. But the Ontario Hospital Association continues to enforce vaccine mandates in its 140 hospitals, the only association in the country to do so. What I find most hypocritical is that the facility that I was fired from is open to unvaccinated visitors to come in, unvaccinated family members. Why can I not go back to work unvaccinated? There are no official numbers on how many health care workers were fired or quit because of the policy. Ha, I'm pretty excited, Gabriella, that CTV's actually talking about some truth going on. You know what I mean? True. Like when that begins yep. happening, this is this is a crack. You know? I'm very yep. excited yep. about that. Right. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard about that article. I think I sent it to uh, one of your producers that two Christian anti-vaxxers um, 
got their win in arbitration. I'm like, the labels, the labels that we are used to now calling people, do we call somebody who is gay anti-heterosexual? No, <laughs> we call them gay people. Uh, so why do we have to label people as anti-vaxxers? I'm not anti-vaccine. I just do not want to participate in this activity with you government right now. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, so it's a good news and it's sad and it's a good news for sure, 100%. Seeing it uh, on the mainstream media, it, it gives me a little bit of hope, right? Yeah, it gives all of us a little bit of hope and you have all given us hope. And um, I, I'm pretty shocked. I'm hearing about hospitals being... Um, you know, taken down um, in British Columbia. I'm hearing that they're they're offering a doctor even one year of free residency to please come up to some of the high northern areas because, you know, the doctors that they had did not want to take this grotesque vaccine that is harming person after person. I mean, you must be having a sense of vindication when you see the true data, scientific data, and the, the peer-reviewed reports coming out about the harms of these vaccines, you must feel a certain sense of vindication that you've made the right choice. I feel it. It's just that I wish I was maybe more vocal. Maybe I could have done something more. But because I've seen those adverse reactions right away. Did you see uh, but them? But as you can... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've seen it, but it's because I have different brain and I the different. I was able to open my mind a little bit more. Um, so other part of uh, my group who was more so narrow-minded in terms of you know this is the only way and vaccine is our savior, um, they wouldn't see it. They would see it as you know too much stress, not enough exercise. They would always find something uh, different. Uh, as a cause for the adverse reaction. But seeing blood clots, seeing um, cancer, seeing strokes, strokes were everywhere. Uh, and there were many different theories among our staff members, but I was only one. Two people in our ICU uh, out of, I believe, 160 nurses uh, decided not to take it. So um, that can tell you how toxic uh, it was for us to work uh, in the environment where healthcare professionals called unvaccinated, and I can't say that word, but mm, unvaccinated people are coming in, and another mm, unvaccinated patient is coming in. Wow. And if this, this is a behavior of nurses and professionals. That was disgusting to me. So when they fired me on computer, by the way, on the Zoom call, because I couldn't go into the hospital, right? I'm unvaccinated. A week before I was working a 12-hour shift and a week later, I wasn't allowed to go even for dignified one-on-one -on -one termination session. So I had to be terminated on the, through via Zoom. But um, nevertheless, the toxic environment was huge. And when I addressed it with email to my manager, I didn't even get an email back. It wasn't until five days later when she saw me in the hallway and she's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm so sorry you're going through such a tough time. 
Well, uh, yeah, right. Thank you so much, but not willing to do anything about it, really. Nobody, uh, there's been a pandemic yeah. of cowardice is what we've actually faced, you know. Yeah. And, uh, like, some things are coming out that I wonder. Um, so uh, we had today, um, I think there's another, is there a video on the ovaries, uh, JT? It's number five, Dr. Robert Malone discussing the problems that women are having. Uh, I'd like to, if, if I could just ask you to watch this as well, because this is vindication. This is standing up for humanity and right. for women. When yeah. we have seen the harms that are coming forward, I mean, what are these doctors thinking? They, they really appear to be foolish. And now, like trying to force people to take something that, that could harm uh, a woman's body, never mind, you know, what's happening with men as well. Take a look at this. More and more signals coming about reproductive effects. And those are perhaps among the most worrisome. And of course, we knew from the original Pfizer data in that common technical document that the lipid part, the, the positively charged fats that wrap the RNA that allow it to slip into cells, they are in the limited studies that Pfizer did, they accumulated to a very significant level, an unusual level compared to say to testis or other organs. They seem to be concentrated in the ovaries. Hmm. And so that, the ovaries are what drive the function of the uterus. The ovaries are what drive menstruation. So we had, you know, concurrently all these reports coming from women saying, "Hey, this is really screwing up my menstrual cycle," hmm. and uh, we saw that in the in the Orthodox Jew population in New York when when I gave testimony there because the rabbis closely monitor menstruation. It's key in their in their uh, religion, having to do with um, reproductive practices, which is really important hmm. to rabbis in the Orthodox Jewish community. And uh, they were seeing this. So, but the CDC and the and the um, scientific press in general denied this, and they asserted that this was, I still can't believe it, female hysteria. Hmm. This is such a mid-century concept that that uh, women are being hysterical. I mean, the root of the word hysteria is uterus. It comes from the Greek for uterus, hyster. Okay, and so. They, the, it was being asserted by the CDC and the medical community that all these women reporting these, these variations in their menstrual cycles, um, in some of them, uh, onset of menses in the postmenopausal women, that's often a sign of cancer, um, and uh, long delays in menstruation, all these things are pointers that there's something going wrong with the ovaries. So um, I know Naomi Wolf has been talking extensively about this. In fact, for well over a year, she's been pointing to indicators uh, that, that women are saying that there's a problem. There's been a lot of uh, people, you know, speaking out loud about their experience. And then there's also been studies. And um, I have another video to show you. But initially, what, what do you think about this? I... Honestly, I can see how many lies we've been told. That's number one. Um, I can't believe that doctors would advise pregnant women to take the vaccine and yes. said that it was okay. Uh, I remember having two or three pregnant nurses in ICU when I was working and they were worried, of course. They had their spidey senses up and they were trying to research things 
but they were only researching the mainstream media and one of the doctors uh, took that under his wing and did his research and came back to tell them it's okay it's good you can you guys can go ahead and take the covid vaccine um complete lies i mean it's all lies nobody knows uh, anything and doctors don't even have time to read all those uh, research articles usually they just read the you know the conclusion and they try their best and uh, i don't know it's just complete lies in terms of it's just localized it's going to um prevent transmission. Uh, you have to take it to save Uncle Joe. You have to take it to save your neighbors and elderly. Uh, so many lies. So I'm just hoping that public will start waking up and the mainstream media will do the right thing. 100%. And GB News Mark Stein uh, with National Pulse's Natalie Winters report. Um, said that 40.2% of women experience menstruation changes as side effects of the COVID jab. This is another huge world news organization reporting on this. Take a look. Natalie, when people talk about adverse effects, uh, 40 point something percent actually sounds like quite a high rate of adverse effects. The figures are pretty staggering. And as you pointed out, this isn't just some random study from an institution that doesn't have any substance or accreditation behind it. Believe it or not, this study was actually funded by the U.S. National Institutes of Health. And what's also really interesting about this study is that it was a sample size of over 35,000 participants, uh, which they asked them how receiving a COVID-19 vaccine impacted their menstrual cycles. I mean, if you go through the data, you can see that most of the people received the Pfizer vaccine followed in suit by the Moderna vaccine. Um, but what really I think is, is so eye-catching about this study is not just the 40.2%, um, but how this story really the impacts that COVID-19 uh, vaccines have had, particularly on young women um, in their menstrual cycles, how the media refuses to report on it. And of course, it's no surprise. Um, I'd point people to the fact that uh, one of the board of directors at, at Pfizer, who also happens to be a top investor at the company, is also the former CEO and now a chairman at Reuters. Believe it or not, you probably do believe it, Reuters right. has not co covered this yeah. study yet, but they have published article after article dismissing any fears or concerns over COVID-19 vaccines and menstrual cycles. Before I get your comment, um, Gabriela, um, Mark Stein, unfortunately, even as just this morning, he's not going to be returning to GB News because he would not sign to be liable regarding topics of vaccines. So I guess um, he... I mean, he's one of the best parts of GB News. We absolutely love him. And I guess they're mm -hmm. asking him to sign a clause that he's not going to be able to. But in light of all of this, um, it does seem that our doctors don't know what's going on, even though studies are showing uh, that we've got a very big problem. We have seen athletes, um, you know, that are falling mm -hmm. dead. Sudden adult death syndrome is now everywhere. And yet our... Uh, mainstream doctors. I don't know if they're just listening to Dr. Bonnie Henry or what, but they're pretty clueless. And it's sad that you can get better information on a, a show like mine than a multi-million dollar CTV, CBC, or global news organization. Yeah, I honestly, 
I feel like they did a, such a good job grooming generations. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up in Europe and I lived basic life, but I find uh, this generation, kids this, in this generation and previous generation, like they are very superficial and their egos are huge. Um, and I'm not really sure whether that's part of it, that they cannot see through what is right and what is not right, what's, um, you know, which way to go. Um, I can't really comment on it. I can't even, because it has nothing to do with IQ. I worked with super smart nurses and doctors and nobody saw it. So I know that part. It has nothing to do with IQ. Uh, is this something that we are being groomed to go certain pathway? um and follow the rules and i'm not sure honestly if i knew that i would tell you but we know that without uterus we have no life um and they are attacking the you know the spot that we you know might now start thinking about possible depopulation or going in there in terms of um you know looking at the numbers uh, of uh, people in the world is that yeah. an issue for someone? Uh, someone? I'm not sure. I don't want to you know, having another theory up there, but yeah. um, they are going for a soft spot, and they know it. Yeah, Ireland um, is now they're seeing 42 percent more deaths in the past two months compared to pre-COVID levels. 42 um, percent, Gabriola, like. Uh, when we see death rates 3,000 higher in a small six-week period than they were in a six-week period pre-COVID, we can't have the government standing idly by, says Deputy Pierre Tolbin uh, in Ireland, I guess. Um, the number of deaths occurring in Ireland is now significantly higher than the number the country experienced during these, this supposed pandemic. This is happening all over the world. All of our death counts are growing. We're all experiencing the shock of losing loved ones or, you know, uh, friends in our vicinity that are passing away. And, you know, it looks like, uh, I really believe this is going to be a vindicator for those of you who refused to succumb to the fear, but rather used critical thinking and used your proper sense as being someone trained in medicine. Yeah, no, I agree. Um... Honestly, like, I don't know whether numbers are, you know, certain numbers are manipulated. We know that CDC and uh, WHO, I think the numbers can be manipulated. Uh, and I don't want to really focus on numbers too, too much. But if we just look around and looking in our own families, and if you have large enough families and you, you will see, um, you will see issues with uh, cancer, reoccurrence of the cancer, or you know, increased incidence of cancers. Uh, autoimmune diseases, they are everywhere. Um, neurological disorders, that's another part that I wanted to actually, it came to my mind when we were talking about ovaries, having that nanoparticle uh, developed in UBC and Justin Trudeau was part of it. Um, you know, we all know that lipid-soluble molecules are the way to cross blood-brain barrier. 
that's how you can get to the brain. And we know it right. because if there are certain brain cancers, that's how we get there to treat and my the understanding, brain Right, my understanding of that for people who don't necessarily understand about this, these lipid nanoparticles, but um, th this is kind of a gel-like substance or something that, that tells your body everything's safe, right? Mm -hmm. So exactly. it's able to pass In through the, the body, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it took me uh, a while to figure it all. I'm not mm -hmm. trained as a nurse, but... Um, so that's how we're getting all of these harms is because these spike proteins and whatnot are literally hiding and getting to our ovaries, our brain, mm -hmm. all kinds of places, mm -hmm. our heart that it shouldn't be getting to. Yeah. And I work with young people and I can tell for the last year that I've had number of people coming and telling me, oh, your lecture, that was awesome. Like, so does that mean that that could have been a cause why I had seizures after my first vaccine? And I'm, you know, I'm trying not to tell them, yes, that's it. You know, think about it. I'm just usually, you know what? I'm not sure. You know, now you have information, go home and think about it. Um, the sad part is they go home. And even if they try to talk to their doctors, yeah. uh, Gabriela, like what's happening is that doctors are in denial completely. The yeah. mainstream media is in denial. We have a crisis, but I think we're going to begin catching up because there's truth tellers like yourself and a lot of these amazing nurses who stood, who did not take the vaccine, mm -hmm. who are now fighting, you know, yep. the system and, um, and, and also standing up for natural immunity, which is a growing, uh, it's, it's getting respect across the world yep. now, natural immunity. Um, yep. I want to show you also this, um, you know, uh, they're the, oh, the Kalvinder Kaur. Oh, yes, yes, let's do that one. Kalvinder Kaur, for example, an incredible doctor who's been under fire in Canada. Quebec becomes the first Canadian province to indirectly acknowledge existence of natural immunity and age-stratified risk of SARS-CoV-2. Today, Quebec announced it is no longer recommending COVID vax boosters for healthy people under 60 years of age or previously COVID-infected people under 60 years or over, wow. over 60 years of age. Um, isn't that wonderful? If they've already had COVID, people are beginning to acknowledge that that natural immunity, wow, I mean, it's better actually than the immunity, any immunity that you get from a vaccine that wanes within three to five months anyways. And isn't that the science that we were all taught in grade nine anyways? So we didn't really follow science. I'm not that smart. You know, I have my education. I love nursing. I was and I, I hopefully still will be great nurse. But for doctors not to question those basics and, you know, fundamental facts about science, that's shameful. That's shameful. And that should, that should be punished because they are the ones who uh, are responsible for those numbers uh, that people were dying and so not. Um, I'm just ashamed that, you know, more people didn't stand up. Uh, and I'm hoping, really, I'm hopeful that we can get more public uh, to be aware that, hey, I'm still fired. We don't have nurses. Healthcare system is collapsing. And I am... Uh, part of this beautiful group of terminated nurses and we are all educated experienced 
you can't buy that. We have 20 years of experience and they fired us without even thinking about it. I offered myself, hey, if it's pandemic and you're firing me, why don't you send me to Ontario? I heard that they are short of nurses. Send me anywhere. I'm ready. I'm a nurse. I want to help. I, that's my calling. That's my passion. And they just uh, kept on saying, I'm so sorry. Do you need to be re-educated? It was always that, re do you want to be reprogrammed? We just want to help you. You need to believe what we believe in. That was kind of where they want me to um, this is. Go. It's, this is a travesty. I think that, um, you know, doctors who are awakened, doctors who are sounding the alarm, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Hodkinson, Dr. Hoff, basically yeah. stating that when all of this comes out, this will look like the hugest crime against humanity, how they have denied uh, good medical treatment to those that are unvaccinated and taken away the valuable unvaccinated care workers, nurses, doctors, denied them being able to serve the country and for no reason. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. All the while, they're, they're denying that, you know, the athletes are dying. They're denying sudden adult death syndrome. You know, for instance, I mean, there's this other article we were looking at, uh, you know, they're the toughest of the tough, but when their NFL teammates started dying, these men grew afraid. More than 40 current or former pro players age 50 or younger have fallen since 2021. The number is staggering. This is not normal, everyone. This is not okay. This is not usual, but it doesn't account for their peers' despair. And so people, you know, basically are beginning to, to understand something very bad is going on, and they're highlighting it. Uh, you know, Dr. Um, William Mackis from Edmonton is highlighting how many doctors have actually died in this last season right. after the rollout of the third, especially mm -hmm. third and fourth shots. Um, mm -hmm. This is not usual. It's up by mega percentages and nobody seems, you know, everything's la, 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 and you can't get mainstream coverage on it. Yeah, honestly, I don't know where to go, but I'm hoping that we can uh, get a traction on having public awareness and having, you know, public being aware that we are still fired, yet it doesn't really make sense because healthcare providers are only mandated to have two vaccines. So if there is somebody with two vaccines that they received over a year ago, what is the difference between them and myself? Since we know that based on science, um, they need a booster. So that's uh, one thing. And um, the other thing is that now we have, you, you know about it, public might not know Bill 36 coming in. And um, our union has been conveniently waiting and whether they were collaborating with government and union didn't really fight for us uh, terminated nurses, but um, conveniently they waited for Bill 36 to be implemented. And now, they started to do something, but it was only because our group with uh, Corinne Mori on uh, uh, as a leader, uh, we poked union a little bit more and we are definitely uh, having Thank some you. more questions about their CEO conflict of interest um, and their financial statements um, and so forth. So it's Tell just a big Tell me more about this group that you're involved with. So the group, uh, the name of the group is uh, BC Nurses Fight, Fight Mandates. 
uh, and we can be found. We have a website, we are on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, so it's bcnursesfightmandates.ca. Uh, our leader, I, we call her leader, but she's our leader, it's Corinne Mori. Uh, she created this group and uh, there is uh, over, I believe there is 170 of us um, and we are vaccinated and unvaccinated. Like it doesn't really matter. Like we are yes. fighting the mandates and we are fighting what's uh, right. Um, so uh, our our kind of latest is that we are certainly trying to go against uh, BCNU. Um, our union, as you know, we are all part of it. As nurses, we have no choice in it. We have to be part of the union. And until we are released from the union, we can't even hire a lawyer to you know, fight for us. So we are kind of stuck with them. Uh, we are going through the grievance step two, which is the arbitration. Um, but we didn't get there yet. We haven't really uh, heard much of the communication from BCNU. It was very minimal to nil, I would say. And that's why uh, Corinne Mori and a couple of other nurses from this group uh, went to the convention last November and tried to uh, uh, get an attention from uh, executives. And believe it or not, they uh, they wanted to have a 10 minutes, perhaps 15 minutes of the platform at this convention downtown Vancouver. And um, we were voted against. So they said it's $1,400 a minute. Think about it, nurses, before you vote and have your unvaccinated uh, ex-nurses coming on. So they voted against us. So they didn't get the platform to speak, but they were... Um, I guess, fortunate enough to have a private meeting with executives. Um, and uh, they definitely went after, you know, what's happening to our grievances. There is no communication. What's happening with our CEO of BCNU, his name is Jim Gold. Um, he is a lawyer. He, he became an interim CEO because all of a sudden when we were fired in 2021 in November, we lost president, we lost vice president, she went or he went on medical leave, we didn't have CEO, he was nowhere to be found. So Jim Gold became interim CEO at that time, at the really crisis time when you're thinking about it. And he's a lawyer uh, who is part of the law firm that is retained by BCNU Union. So are you playing like with, uh, you know, too many pots in your kitchen right now, right. like you have, I'm like, it's, it's just weird, little, little weird. Uh, so they called him on it as well. And I'm sure Corinne Mori called him on more, more things than this, but we still didn't have much of the communication from BCNU Union beside that they filed IWAD in December. So in November, uh, we poked them a little bit more. In December, um, they finally filed IWAD, um, which is just a big industry-wide application dispute on our behalf. But that can go on for you know that can go on for another year or two. That being said, we still don't have a proof that they filed it. They told us they did, but we have no. Um, we can't even see our file. Mm. So I was told in my file I cannot see anything. Um, wow. 
so it's it's bizarre how they are working with us or not working with us i should say um and i do or we do feel like there is um more collaboration behind the door between union and our government um i you know it's it's hard we are unfortunately unfortunately we are nurses so we don't have a law behind us we don't understand many things and we do uh, pay uh, one lawyer that is helping us to nav navigate through these uh, legalities but it's hard it's tough we are trying we are very responsible we are with our finances but we still need more and more support from people if if we want to go against this big giant because i think it's still worth it oh and it is a big giant um it, uh, I, I mean, it's shocking what they've done, not just, you know, uh, to yourselves, but like you say, to the, the good firemen, uh, police officers, our entire nation. People, you know, have just had companies that they're not even government companies, but they've decided that they're going to follow the mandates, you know, like obedient sheep and demanding yeah. that people get this. Um, even, um, I've been kind of, following this story of Jamie uh, Saleh, I don't, is that how you say it, JT? I don't know, was, but she was Canada's sweetheart on ice, and now the Olympian is championing something darker. This is in the Toronto Star, um, and uh, basically, you know, to the extent that Saleh has aged since her iconic skating performance at the Winter Olympics two decades ago, after which a presumed gold medal was snatched away, so the story goes, um, in any case, um, she's she's fighting something else. People come up for photos. Uh, someone pulls their cousin forward, then lets the turn of the Saskatchewan crew. Let me just get down to the part where it's talking about. Um, so while she remains a hero of Canadian sport, the crowd gathered in the beige-toned lobby of Calgary office block has come to witness the birth of a new kind of star, a peppy, bright-eyed advocate for a wide-ranging theory that COVID was a hoax. The mainstream media, hello, is lying to you and our leaders should be in jail. Now, this is kind of funny because as they say, like this is um, an Olympian, uh, somebody who was loved and adored, uh, and now Saleh uh, has questioned without evidence, they say, the safety of vaccines. Uh, how, I, how they can, you know, write... She's questioned without evidence the safety of vaccines right there. Everybody make a screenshot of that because right there, the Toronto Star is culpable in a complete cover-up scandal and lies. There's a lot mm -hmm. of evidence. We cover it every mm -hmm. day on our show. We know there's evidence that the vaccines are not safe and in fact are killing people. And... And yet the Toronto Star continues with their um, ridiculous statements. Uh, we've never seen a time such as this. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most celebrated, most published doctors in America, uh, a specialist in the matters of the heart, has brought forward all of the evidence of myocarditis and how it's showing up and the incidence and the percentage-wise uh, that it's going up, the deaths in young people. He says by far more deaths have happened in young children by the COVID vaccine than have ever happened by the COVID virus. And he's not being sued for saying that because it's true. It's true. 
and yet you're in the fight of your life and uh, people across this country are in the fight of their lives for their, uh, their careers. And so we just think you're a hero. Uh, you're the person that you're working with in your organization is a hero. Um, so it's bcnursesfightmandates.ca, right? And that's, that's correct, yes. Basically just for BC people, I guess. Yes, well, yeah, but I'm sure we would welcome anyone anyone to stand together into our group hundred percent yes yes we lost so many nurses for other provinces to go work um because they had to right like yep. people are uh breadwinners and i'm uh, lucky enough to you know to have a job i don't know for how long after this interview but <laughs> i'll keep you posted uh, oh dear but i'm not afraid anymore it doesn't matter to me as i yeah. said like i'll find something to do i will be I will be okay. Um, it's, I don't want to be quiet. I don't want to be fearful. I want people to know what's right and what's not, because when they find out, I don't want anyone to tell me, why didn't you tell me? Um, 100%. We've been trying to go along and keep warning people, but you know how hard it is to talk about things that you believe and you don't want to push too much and it can definitely come across as you are crazy, as you are coming from five-dimensional world. Um, so you really have to find your right strategy to be soft, to be gentle, and you know, just, just to keep on telling the truth as you are living your life. That's number one. But the truth, it's all out there in plain sight, and they would have to be absolute um, ignorant medical people if they're not seeing all of the the information that's coming out around the world about the harms you know one person that i love that reports on this every single day is uh paul alexander and uh yes. um he he is a doctor and he pulls no punches and he is constantly showing um how okay you know the moderna covid gene injection causing acute venous thrombolism, and you probably know what that is better than I do. Uh, he has article after article. What, what uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf is reporting on, on the, uh, the birth rates being down now across the world, on the, mm -hmm. the babies that are not coming to full term and being lost, the different reproductive health issues that are going on, um, the many, I mean, Oh, there, there's so much of it. I wouldn't even be be able to get into it, but the talking about you know these the 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 spike proteins that we were told you know they won't be getting into your body, but they are. They're they're crossing mm -hmm. the blood brain barrier, and it's causing a lot of problems across the world. And so you are on the right side of history. The sadness that I feel is that people who do not are not informed and are so fearful are actually sort of in charge of what happens to people who dare to stand up. And so we have to change all of that. And let me just remind mm -hmm. you about Nuremberg and how at the end, the people that were culpable in causing harm to humanity were brought to trial. And so I do pray that, you know, even these, the, the shocking video out of this Pfizer um, director who came out and was showing that, 
that they're doing, you know, basically the, the vaccine has failed. It does not stop transmission. It does not mm -hmm. stop you get from getting COVID yourself. It does not stop you from dying because the hospitals are full of people dying vaccinated uh, with COVID in the hospitals. So everything they've told us is a lie. And now they're finding that the immunity of those who've taken these vaccines is lowering and that is not able to be changed. And so they're saying stop and Quebec putting out this thing saying don't get any more shots. I mean, we, we need even more than that, but I believe that's gonna happen, Gabriola. And you are truly a hero and you will come out on the right side of this. I really believe that. I will give you the, the, final, the final word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think you said it really well. And as much as I really long for justice and for certain people to be taken off their positions, and I would like to see that happening right in front of my eyes, the other part of me really just wants people to wake up and people to be healthy, safe, and on the right side of the history as well, because I respect their fear of disease, but they have to respect our fear of experimental jabs. And um, as long as we can come together collectively, uh, I think that will be a win for me, you know? Um, I really like appreciate you and your team and um, you've been there from the day that I went out and protested and uh, I keep on watching you and I admire you and I really truly appreciate your, um, you know, the religion that you have inside of your heart and soul. It comes out and it always brings me back because I do forget about it's not just me, 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 but it's really the bigger picture with uh, God overseeing these things. But um, we are just little tiny creatures doing the best we can, but we can do better. Yes, it is. Well, we pray for your protection right now and that, uh, that you will be uh, free to speak in a free country. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not Syria or Iraq, you know. This is a free yeah. country where we are allowed our own opinions. If we're not allowed our own opinions, then we're not free. And we are all fighting for that freedom. It's, it's, a, it's a place where your bodily autonomy is your own. My body, my choice. I'm really wondering what happened to that mantra. I haven't heard it in yeah. a while. Yeah. Thank right. you, Gabriela. And uh, be, be well. Thank you. And we'll speak again. You as well, Laureline. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bless you. Yes, well. Thank you. Good. These are people standing up for what's right, doing what's right. Amazing, amazing. And I, I do think after we have um, guests sometimes, if you're a person of faith, like just hold them up because sometimes, uh, you know, they face consequences, but we pray for protection in all of that. Uh, Christia Freeland uh, seems to be refusing to talk about massive increased demands by provincial health in provincial health budgets um uh is financing a green clean economy a priority over the health care of canadians for the liberal government it's just crazy take a look can you answer though whether you think it's feasible for your government to spend the kind of money that the premiers have long been asking for it's very public what they have been demanding and they keep reiterating it so 
is this going to happen or not? Well, as I said, I didn't present anything specific to the provincial and territorial finance ministers, and I do not intend to present anything specific to Canadians right now. Um, I did think it was useful for me to be open and transparent uh, about the fiscal constraints that the federal government does face and the other very big investment pressure in building a clean economy for the 21st century, which is something that I think the provinces and territories have as great an interest as the federal government does in getting done. So it was important to share that. And then, look, the final thing that I will say about healthcare, where I think everyone around the table agreed, because ultimately we represent the same Canadians, is what I think Canadians really care about is having access to a great publicly funded, universally accessible healthcare system from coast to coast to coast. Uh, so that really, that outcome, those results, I think is what we all need to be focused on because I think that's what matters to Canadians. I'm not going to tell you anything, uh, but I'm going to be completely open and transparent. She's just a joy to watch. I mean, all of this is just a big facade. It's like a, a big psyop with our government. Uh, everything that they're doing, spending millions and millions of dollars, getting us all involved uh, in the Ukraine war, sending money and everything while in our own country, we're facing a big crisis. And especially those that are on lower income levels, I'm telling you, uh, there's got to be some hardship going on right now. And if you can help people that are less fortunate, this is the time to do it for sure. Uh, this is hard. What's happening, all of our food pricing that's being raised, all of it is just uh, really, really intense. And yet our government just bleeds money everywhere. It's all about this green economy. This is the whole new thing. I mean, they may never demand that we get another vaccine in the way that they've done it, but they're going to demand our carbon footprint uh, allocation. They're, they're going to want to know, you know, what we're buying, who we are following, tracing, tracking. It's all leading towards that. And so uh, we're definitely in the fight of our lives. And uh, it's a brutal thing. And it's not just Canada. It's over the entire world. The U.S. is facing it as well. Now, um, Telsey Gabbard um, had a, an interesting comment, and it's not new. This is a comment she made, I think it was a year ago or so. It's not a recent comment, but it's very apropos for what's going on. Take a listen. Now here's regarding something Ukraine. you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote-unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations that were openly criticizing him and his policies, imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their elections, and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. Exactly. Like, 
all of this corruption, and it all goes back, you know, to Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop and, um, you know, the Ukraine, it's all in the mix of this. And so I feel terribly for the good people of the Ukraine and terribly for the good people of Russia that are in the midst of this political war that the whole world seems to think that they have to get on board for and spend millions and millions of dollars rather than doing, well, billions, rather than doing good things for our society. Um, final thing that I want to show you is Texas Congressman Wesley Hunt uh, calls out using racism as a scapegoat for some of the problems in the USA. This is a hero. I like him. But this is actually not about race. This is actually an issue of public safety. And if I call this, if I call this an invasion, sir, I'm not racist. I can assure you I'm not racist. What I can assure you is that I want to make sure that fentanyl doesn't indiscriminately kill any race, religion, color, or creed. Because fentanyl doesn't care where you're from. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Fentanyl kills indiscriminately. This gentleman right here works his tail off every single day to stop that from happening. Now, there's been a break in the dam, and that's pretty obvious. Because a couple of years ago, of course, we had some problems, but it wasn't amplified to the level that we are seeing every single day. And the reason why we have to be careful with what we call and what we deem racist moving forward in the future is because we, stop, we, stop lose, we start to lose focus on what the actual problem is. This administration, the Democrat Party, unfortunately, uses race as a scapegoat for everything. And as somebody that wants to make sure that we do attack racist issues when they do occur, we can't be the boy who cried wolf and blame racism all the time. I am here to hold this administration accountable to understand that there are issues of race that need to be addressed. And sir, this ain't one of them. I applaud some of your actions in El Paso. It sounds like you're doing some great things. But I'm going to tell you, as being born and raised in Texas, living in Houston, we have a problem, and this problem has precipitated over the course of the past two years. That is a fact. I get working together. I get reaching across the aisle. But this morning, I can't believe that we had a one-hour debate over whether or not we should sing the Pledge of Allegiance before we convene every day. One hour. That, to me, is antithetical to the point of this meeting today. I implore you all to be careful with using race because your son's no longer here. And I'm sorry. There's 100,000 sons and daughters that are no longer here because of fentanyl last year. You know, every time something's uh, going wrong, uh, it seems to be a racial issue, that it's all about race, uh, even when five African-American police officers uh, beat to death in a despicable manner a, an African-American man. Uh, you've got the crazy, even pastors in the U.S. I mean, if you can call them that, I don't know what God they serve. But, um, you know, saying that this is an issue of race. And you've got all of this being put in one place. And I, I really honor somebody, and nobody can say it, you know, better than a, a man of being an African-American and saying that this is nonsense. And I, I don't think that we should be judging people ever by the color of their skin, but rather by their character, you know, and who they are.
So my website is lauralyn.tv. I thank you very much for staying with us today. Uh, thank you for your support, your kindness. When you're able to help us, it uh, means a lot. I know everybody's going through some financial challenges, um, but uh, if you're able to help us do what we do, it really makes a world of difference. You have no idea. It, it just absolutely means the world to us. We appreciate it. Um, if you're looking to purchase some silver and gold, uh, we recommend Steve Merrill. Uh, many of us are making decisions on how to have some, some hard asset uh, that might not just be in your home or in the bank. Uh, if you want to put the money that you have in the bank, uh, which seems to be depreciating, by the way, our Canadian dollar is at about, you know, um, $1.39 to one American dollar. So it's not good. And uh, if you want to put your money where moth and rust does not corrupt in silver and gold, the Bible talks about it, then we recommend going with Steve Merrill, Sovereign Eyes at ProtonMail.com. He will get back to you right away. Um, I appreciate you being with me. I've found this uh, a difficult day and not one of the things that I would love to do. Um, I have to adhere to the powerful creator, God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God says there is no other name under heaven by which men might be saved. There is no other way in which we will find salvation but through the name of Jesus. There is no crystal, no stardust. There is no universal energy. There is no Reiki. There is no anything but by the name of Jesus that we shall be saved. And dark and light, Dr. Pastor Derek was talking about dark and light becoming extremely visible. We have a Luciferian world that is becoming very bold in their pedophilia, in their ideologies that are targeted against our families and our children. And new age and all of these false religions false gods who do not adhere to the lordship of jesus christ and the blood of jesus are putting themselves forward um, in deuteronomy 17 uh, actually god spoke about it he said if a man or a woman living among you in one of the towns the lord gives you is found doing evil in the eyes of the lord your god in violation of his covenant and contrary to my command has worshiped other gods bowing down to them or to the sun or to the moon or the stars in the sky and this has been brought to your attention then you must investigate it thoroughly if it is true and it has been proved that this detestable thing has been done then you must bring judgment against those people bowing down to other gods. Now, in the Old Testament, the judgment was pretty bad. In the New Testament, Jesus came and he paid the ultimate sacrifice so that he bore our sin. He died. He paid the punishment of death, taking on all of our sins so that we would not have to die, so that we would be forgiven and redeemed. And in the New Testament, we have one of the most famous verses of all time, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish 
but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe, whoever does not believe, stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict, it says. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. May all of our actions, may everything that we do, may it be known in our hearts that it is visible to the light of God. The beautiful thing about light it, is it dispels every bit of darkness. Darkness can't come in and steal light. Light always dispels the darkness. As we stand in God and we know that we have been righteous before Him, that our faith is in Him and Him alone, we will be vindicated. God help us all. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.